Hey everybody, welcome to Lifeway Kids Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Reed. Today's podcast is somewhat unique. We're broadcasting from the Kids Ministry Conference in Nashville. Uh, every year we gather uh, kids ministry leaders from all over the country and bring them here and encourage them and, and talk about the Lord and what He's going to do in our ministry. So it sounds a little different. It sounds like we're in a big giant hall because we are in a big giant hall. Uh, also, uh, the, the thing that's cool about this event is it allows us to bring kids ministry leaders together to have great discussions. So today in this podcast is a kids ministry leader roundtable discussion. And I wanted to allow these kids ministry leaders to talk to you guys that are listening in the hopes that things they say might encourage you. They might compel you. They might even convict you. And so uh, instead of covering three or four questions like we usually do in a podcast, I'm going to cover one question and allow these three ministry leaders from three distinct churches in different parts of the country to answer and maybe some things they've gone through to give them uh, wisdom in this answer. So before I do that, let me introduce our uh, kids ministry guest today. We'll start with you, Brent. Go ahead. Where are you okay. from? My name's Brent Moxie, and I am from a church called Westridge Church. It is out in Dallas, Georgia, which is... Northwest Atlanta, if you're familiar with that area. Okay, I'm Danielle Bell, and I'm Minister to Children. I do first through fifth grade at Dawson Memorial in Birmingham, Alabama. And my name is Chad Owens. I'm the children's pastor at Real Life Church in Valencia, California. All over the place. Okay, <laughs> so here's the question. And uh, the reason this question is applicable, because the, the nature of the question has little to do with numbers. It has more to do with this, but, but, but it is connected. The growth of our church requires if you're at a large church it requires a different type of leadership a different type of mentality even a different type of faith so all of you guys are at large churches you're at mega churches you know we just we just discussed numbers you know danielle's got 400 kids in her ministry chad you said about 700 700 brent thousand so and y'all are thinking my church is only 150 i don't have to deal with that no here's the deal you need to consider yourself a leader and a developer of leaders and a discipler and a big decision maker, whether you're in a church of 5,000 or a church of 50. So the truths that are mentioned here that we're going to talk about are applicable to a church of any size. So here's my question, and Brent, I'll let you answer first. Okay. Here's your question. What can a leader do to continue to develop in their own life, in their own ministry, to grow with their church or to even grow their ministry? It, it, perhaps they don't have many kids, but they want to develop things. What does a leader need to do in their life and in their ministry to continue to be a strong leader regardless of church size? Sure, great question. All right, so the first thing I would dig into is the fact that you want to take your ministry and you want it to grow and you want to plan for the growth that you'd love to see that God's allowing your church to bring in. So let's say you are trying to, uh, let's say you have 20 kids right now and you strive to have a hundred kids by the end of the year. Make plans right now that you have a hundred kids. Start putting those leaders into place, training up new ones, you know, having someone shepherd or grow or mentor from another leader that's out there so that you can plan to have more kids and growth. Because you know, God's never gonna give you more than you can handle. I rarely interrupt, but yeah. I want you because I want you to keep sure, going, but sure. you said something because I dealt with this. Leaders like, you don't need this many leaders, you don't have this many kids because they don't have the vision you do. What do you do with a leader that's like, you don't need me, you've got 40 kids, you've already got 40 leaders. I know that's a great ratio everybody would to have. How do you get people on board with you and what you're just talking about? Right, quick question. Um, okay, so as we look into that, if somebody looks in and they say, all right, we've got five leaders and 40 kids, why do you need me? I think the plan right there is to let them know the vision. And no, 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 
we're going to have so many more than this. Come on board, grow with us. But while you're here, train, grow, learn, mentor. You know, Jesus never had more than his, his 12 disciples that he bled into, that he breathed fresh life into. They went out and made more disciples, right? And so the biggest piece of this is as we go out, we need to make disciples underneath us. I don't want to eventually grow and have 300 people coming and talking directly to me. I need to go and find people that are in their gift set to come and to lead others. And so the biggest piece, if somebody comes and says, man, why do you need me? Because just <laughs> hold on to your chair. Prepare for what God's about to do. He's going to explode this ministry from the inside out. So jump on board with us. Second piece of that, uh, if, if you don't mind me answering that, would yeah. be I would love for them to, to grow, to be better leaders, so now they can go and mentor other people. I mean, we got to find the people that are in, that's in their wheelhouse, right? And so by doing that, if we can pull those leaders in, and then more leaders, and it feels like, man, we, we're stacked with leaders. No, we're stacked with, with leaders that are ready for the explosion, the growth that's about to happen in kids' ministry. Man, that's the growing engine inside of a church. It's the, you know, it's the, it's the leaders of now, not of tomorrow. And so if we can pull those leaders in and have them catch the vision that, man, it's about to explode, it's about to go crazy, then when we go and we do the events, we're prepared for what God's about to bring into us. If we go and we do the outreach that we really want to get outside these walls, we're ready. We're not going to sit back twiddling our thumbs, ready for 300 kids to walk through the door. Oh, no, no, no. We usually only run 50, right? We're ready for 300 to walk in, and we're ready for them. So, Okay, great. And, you know, the biblical mandate for this, I say mandate, the biblical model for this is that virtually every time God took his people somewhere, the vision was cast before them that that's where they were going to go, and they almost always ended up going there. So I love that. So if you want a leader who can grow with their ministry, uh, I've kind of heard you say, you need to have a vision that's beyond what you have now, that is what you see it becoming. And, and, and as we heard last night from a great message at this conference from Tommy, you really need to just follow God. You need to go there. Then he's going to show you what it's kind of like. But you can't say, Lord, show it to me first, then I'll go there. You just have to plant that vision first. So great word. All right, Danielle, you're up. Okay, I guess my first thing would be you got to get over yourself and forget the fact that you've arrived and to think that maybe some years behind you in success um, has brought you somewhere. And I think um, humility, I know that's what God's teaching me, and um, maybe some failures in there. I learned the most. I don't know about you guys when mm-hmm. I fail, um, as many biblical people did. I'm thankful for their examples. But I think to see that you haven't arrived and continually to keep a culture of learning and accountability in people in your life that are going to straight up speak truth to you and um, talk you through that situation and to realize your weaknesses. I'm a visionary. I'm a, I'm a you know, I want to set the tone and throw it forward, but I'm not a finisher. And I need to know that I need some really detailed people around me. And, you know, they, they make you look better than you are, quite frankly. But I need to know, hey, you know, this is the vision God's given me. I'm big about, I want my um, net as deep as it is wide. And that's my vision. But I can't do 150 things um, to get us there. So I need to get over myself. And I need to surround myself with people that um, are a lot better than me in a lot of areas. And I think for me, number two, is I don't want my area to be a hallway or a building at the church. I want the whole church to know what's going on. Um, we brand our and volunteers as investors. I don't call them volunteers because I think they're, I want them to know from the very beginning they're making an investment in eternity and it's bigger than a, a, a day or a week. So, and I want everybody outside of 
our building and our area to know what we're doing and to catch that vision too because it's a church vision mm-hmm. and I love what you said I mean they're not the church of tomorrow Dadgummit, they're the church of today and I want people to get behind that and to see what's going on there and that is equally as deep and engaging and exciting as other areas so that then they want to be a part of that they see the excitement they see the glory of God they see the life change and they want to jump in on that so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm being humbled a lot in ministry so I would have to start there nice so so humility and uh, carrying that through and you know it seems like the larger a church gets the harder like it's easy to be humble as oh lord it's hard to be humble <laughs> as the churches get bigger they begin to think highly of themselves not intentionally and there's some not necessarily a sin issue but it's just the nature of hey we're growing god's doing things it's you know as soon as you acknowledge that things are good you sort of lose a little humility right. so it's important to be humble at every level all right chad owens it's all you give us a, give us some insight you know i have to say i love this question because it was the first question i asked myself when moving to uh new york and i accepted the position there um, and as a children's pastor overseeing birth through sixth grade. Uh, when I moved to New York, and it was a very traditional church, and so um, they really had nothing for me to start with. I, I basically, I had volunteers. There was, you know, maybe 200-something kids, um, but, but I didn't really have much to work with, and so I had to create from the ground up um, what I wanted to do. The first thing I had to do is evaluate where, where we were as a church and as a ministry, um, what are the practices, what are the things that we're doing, What's our, how are we scheduling volunteers, how, just really asking and digging in and finding out those um, kinds of questions. And then I had to make decisions. Um, the fir- well, the first thing I had to do, you know, w- one thing to get volunteers on board is that you have to build relationship with them, um, especially when you're going into a new situation. So I took some time um, to do that, to get to know my – I couldn't build relationship with everybody, but I had to get to know my, my core leaders, uh, the people that were already there overseeing the different areas, um, and just asking them questions and building trust with them. And then um, from from there, I begin to establish new methods. Um, you know, it's crazy if you're a leader and you think you're going to uh, get new results, uh, but you're doing old stuff. Uh, it's important to uh, create new methods because new methods brings uh, fresh fresh ideas, um, maybe even new growth. And that's what I began to do. I started to look at our old things and implement new things. And uh, there was, you know, new services or new ideas ideas implemented in our services. Uh, we did trainings for volunteers. We didn't do the, the boring kind of trainings where they listened to me talk. It was more interacting. It was more uh, fellowship and engaging. And I even fed them, okay? Uh, <laughs> I think it's important to feed them because uh, then they'll come. So um, I just started to, to look at um, old methods, create new methods, and um, I begin to see growth and change happen. And so my encouragement would be, um, you know, do new methods, find, find new and creative things to do that, that your ministry um, can really embrace. Okay. So I'm going to summarize this up. And you just, you just said something that's not just about new ministry, but the Lord tells us, and I think in the Psalms, it's a dozen references to singing a new song. Mm. And it wasn't just about worship. It was about constantly being aware that God wants to do something new and different in you. So that's mm. a great verse. Mm. I got a verse for yours. Uh, 
this is for you, First uh, Peter 5, 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. So what you said, great. Daniel, is great too, for yeah. that. And we got you Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, which says, where there is no vision, that people will perish. Mm. So we have some biblical backing to what we've talked about here. As a leader, no matter what level you're at in ministry, if you'll keep those things, if you keep God's word as an anchor for you and focus on those three concepts these guys have talked about today, God is going to grow you in your ministry. And in growing you, it's very likely that he's also going to grow the numbers, which we know is not the goal, but it's the effect when God moves in us. So thank you guys for being with us today. Hey, real quickly, give us your Twitter handle so those listening to the podcast might, if they so choose, follow you. Chad. Absolutely. Chad Owens, 12. Dandy Bell, D-A-N-D-I Bell. And mine is Brent Moxie, B-R-E-N-T-M-O-X-E. Why? Also, thank all of you for not having an underscore in your Twitter handle. That's <laughs> awesome. You have to leave the... Anyway. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We're live at the Kids Ministry Conference. And uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. You can tune in every week here uh, on LifeWay Kids. You can uh, check out the podcast on iTunes. Uh, we are praying that God will use you in ways bigger than you can imagine to reach more kids and families than you ever thought possible with the hope of Jesus Christ. Have a great day.